0: In this month's Dhamma podcast, we present Chapter 8, The Compass, Vipassana and the Young, from the upcoming audiobook, Realizing Change, by Ian Hetherington.
1: Chapter 8. The Compass, Vipassana and the Young. Grown-ups think that children don't have problems, but we do. Missing my mum, worrying about schoolwork, feeling lonely, getting angry with my little sister. Why do I get so upset? Can't I stop being bad-tempered? So often I don't get what I want. I feel terrible and I hate everybody. I don't want to be like this. Path of Joy, Veronica Logan, Vipassana Research Publications. Childhood is a time of discovery. Every moment can bring a new experience. Every day can be an exploration into the unknown, full of promise and of danger. It's a time to start learning about life and how to live it. But for children today, Learning about life is harder than ever before. The world is changing so rapidly. All too easily they may feel confused or uncertain. All too often they may lose their sense of direction. There is a compass children can learn to use, and with it they can find their way through life. That compass is called Vipassana meditation. The Compass. Karuna Films. Custom courses. Short courses designed especially for children and young people are given in many of the Vipassana centers in Western and Asian countries. Courses for children vary in length from one to three days according to their age, the seriousness of the course and location. Youngsters are taught in two age groupings, eight to 12 or 13 to 16, and generally stay over at the center for the two and three day events. Children come to learn meditation with many of the same aims and hopes as adults. Some hope to become nicer to be around. Others wish to be able to deal with stressful situations or to become more self-confident. Some may know about meditation from their parents or friends. For others, it's an entirely new experience. On these short courses, Anapana meditation, the preparatory step for learning Vipassana, is taught to the children. Periods of Anapana and counseling are alternated with physical and creative activities which are linked to themes related to the meditation. The course starts with a short meeting where the adult helpers introduce themselves and explain the layout of the center, the schedule, and the basic rules the youngsters will be expected to follow. The children then enter the meditation hall, where they meet the teachers and receive beginning instructions. First, they promise to follow a code of moral conduct during the time they are at the center. That is, to avoid any words or actions that would harm others and make their own minds agitated. This is a key part of the technique it helps the children become calm and quiet enough to be able to look within. Next, they start meditating by learning the technique of anapana, awareness of breath, to focus and calm the mind. The children are asked to close their eyes and try to remain aware of the natural breath entering and leaving the nostrils. Simple as the exercise is, it can be surprisingly hard, The mind keeps slipping away to memories, fantasies, fears, hopes, or sometimes to sleep. When they told me about what meditation was and the reason why people do it, I think that helped me a lot, and the first time we meditated I tried as hard as I could because I knew that I would benefit from it. Carla age 13. For a birthday treat, my friends were going abseiling, and here I was, missing it. Meredith, age 13. On Friday afternoon, I noticed that it was raining, and I found the meditation difficult because of school. I could hear things that people had said, because usually on a Friday, everybody's hyper and it was a bit of a rush getting to the center. On Saturday morning, the birds were singing, and I could do the meditation quite easily. Peter, age 13. The task is to keep bringing the mind back to the chosen object until gradually it starts to stay, to become concentrated. Naturally, this doesn't happen all at once. It takes time, and effort. Breath coming in, going out, coming in, going out. Suddenly I realized that all the monkeys in my mind had stopped wandering. I think I'm starting to become master of my mind and I feel so peaceful. The Path of Joy, Veronica Logan. The children meditate for periods up to half an hour at a time. Afterwards, they divide up into groups and discuss their experiences with a counsellor on hand to answer questions, clear up confusions and give guidance. Okay, so you're in the dinner queue. There are only two baked potatoes left and you're quite hungry. But somebody else is behind you. What are you going to do? A busy timetable includes breaks and rest periods. On the schedule are games, physical exercises, storytelling, and various creative activities. On one course, the group designed and made their own meditation cushions. On another, they painted life-size portraits of themselves to be displayed with helpful signs for the center's open house next day. As time goes by, the children fall into the rhythm of the course. They enjoy the activities, get to know each other and start to appreciate the meditation sessions. I don't know about you, but I feel much better after that. Keeping the promises outside is hard. Watching your language, not doing harm when you've been hurt. What do you do if friends get into a fight? Talking through the experiences really helps and makes the actual meditation easier. Post-course feedback from young people, UK, 1998. They also begin to understand the purpose of what they are doing. The mind, they are told, is a jumble of positive and negative qualities, and they can see it for themselves in the play of thoughts that tug at them as they meditate. When they successfully keep attention on the breath, on the reality of the present moment, negative thoughts fade away and positivity remains. The awareness of breath becomes their best friend, always on hand to help them in difficulties. When I arrived, I was especially worried about school because a lot of homework was piled on me at the last minute But even though it still bothers me now, I'm much more relaxed and I've put it more into perspective. Instead of stressing, I'm trying to think of ways to do it quickly and work more efficiently. This weekend has also made me realize how I sometimes judge people negatively when in fact I don't know them. I'll try harder from now on to give everyone a fair chance before deciding what they are like. Petra age 16. My meditation has gone well. It becomes easier and more natural with practice. I would like to become more attentive to everything around me, especially people, and to be more alert and observant. Also, I'd like to be more forgiving. I find it hard to mend a relationship after becoming enemies. Apart from the meditation, what I really like about the centre is the environment, atmosphere and people. When I'm here, I feel very far away from my problems. There's never any bitchiness, and it's very trusting. Everyone's nice, no one steals. You don't have to lock your room. Kim, age 16. I am always impressed at the effort they put in. They really persevere at their meditation. Normally, if children don't like what they're doing, they drop it and move on to something else. But here, despite hitches, they keep coming back to the breath. That's such a refreshing change and they gain something of real value by doing it. The courses are a wonderful opportunity to work with some young people who are interested in beginning a spiritual journey, who are ready to listen and take on something new. Renette Brown is a children's course teacher. She works in an English primary school, teaching an early years class. Mindful schooling. The technique of Anapana is not being taught only in Vipassana centers. Schools also have been requesting courses and making time for children to meditate during the working day. Why? Around the world, modern education tends to emphasize intellectual growth and academic results over other aspects of a person's development. The emotional and spiritual dimensions, so important in building individual character, are frequently eclipsed or neglected. Parents and schools realise that something is lacking, but most do not know how to help children grow at the inner level. Anapana meditation is a solution to this. By developing self-awareness through observation of the breath, young people from primary school age on can learn to look inside themselves and get in touch with their own needs. The ability to live in the present with a balanced mind fosters a positive attitude and outlook. Through their own direct experience, children learn a simple, straightforward, and logical message that by not harming others through their mental, vocal, and physical actions, they actually help themselves and those around them. India is a secular country where state schools are not allowed to teach any particular religion. Anapana courses have been welcomed by many schools as a way of introducing a learning method which focuses on the child's total development and is universally acceptable and free from controversy. Inculcating humane values is at the heart of education, but teaching morality to the younger generation is difficult and may even be counterproductive unless an effective technique is available to train the mind. Courses of Anapana cover both these aspects. There are some schools where Anapana meditation has been introduced as part of the curriculum providing one practice period of half an hour daily. In other places, the entire school practices daily for five to 10 minutes, and each year refresher courses are held. School teachers are asked to participate in the courses along with the students so that they can lead by example and become partners in this constructive activity. Children are wary of preaching. They don't like sermons but when they see their teacher engaged in the same work he or she is asking them to do, they respond easily and eagerly. I like to meditate because it's helping me a lot after just a two-day course. I'm going to practice it and not give up. I was very happy learning that every morning we will meditate in school. Mohammed age 13. Concentrating on your breath takes not much effort because we're concentrating on something we already have and something which is very easy to concentrate on. Of course, at first you do feel restless, but later on it becomes quite effortless. Rajesh, age 16. It happened once that I fought with one of my friends, and I was going to shout at her. But no, I thought, I can't do that. So I just concentrated on my breath for about a minute or so, and then it just came back to normal. I didn't shout. Nassim, age 60. The meditation course was definitely a very positive step towards self-betterment. As adults, we have also learned a lot, and I already feel the changes in me to tackle life with a more proactive approach, and this can only improve with regular meditation. It also brought peace of mind, and I earnestly feel that it should be part of the school curriculum. Manju Rajan is a class teacher at Gitanjali Senior School, Hyderabad, India. Questionnaires sent to parents and class teachers confirm the impact of the courses on youngsters' behaviour. Negative qualities like quarrelsomeness, abusive language, being disruptive in class and various complexes decrease. Simultaneously positive qualities such as honesty, helpfulness and self-confidence increase. The academic performance of those who continue to meditate at home or at school also improves because the meditation helps to enhance concentration and memory. In this way, thousands of young people in India are experiencing the advantages of nāpāna meditation, not only in mainstream schools, but also in specialized settings, such as at correctional facilities, orphanages, rehabilitation homes and schools for the blind and for children with other disabilities. Initial contacts have also been made with schools in Australia, North America and Europe, as a result of which small numbers of children have started practicing Anapana. In Germany, one school sent a whole class to the center for a residential three-day course. In the USA, an Anapana program was organized as a summer camp in Washington, and in California children are invited to join a course at the local Vipassana center. Karen Donovan a school teacher and children's course teacher in the U.S., recalls how the technique helped one young boy in an unexpected emergency. A couple of years ago, Andrew, one of our students who attended a children's course, fell ill during our end-of-the-year class camp out. The week after we returned, he was hospitalised and nearly died as a result of a severe allergic reaction to some drugs he was given for his illness. His entire body, inside and out, swelled and blistered. The doctors thought he would be blind and have brain damage if he survived, and his chances were slim for survival. His older brother, Casey, our former student, who had also come to the children's course, kept a vigil by his side with their mother, Catherine. Was not Satikos. Catherine later told us that Casey kept reminding Andrew to observe his breath and practice Anapana whenever he came to consciousness. He knew what excruciating pain Andrew was in and he thought it might help him deal with it. Andrew said he did use Anapana during his time in the hospital and that it helped with the pain as well as with the boredom he experienced through the long weeks of recovery. Andrew did recover fully and regained his sight completely. The following year, when the children's course came around again, they both attended and practiced very seriously. Andrew, who has a pattern of teasing other children, told me that he was hoping that Anapana would help him break that habit, because he knows when he does it, it hurts others' feelings and is wrong. He said, I need to gain control of my mind, so I can stop myself from doing it. In the West today, even the preteens are increasingly sophisticated, image conscious, prone to peer pressure, and consider themselves more like young adults than children. Although most are not brought up with a strong religious identity, they may be spiritually inclined, They are questioning and curious, but are turned off by being told this is the way it is. They are socially and environmentally aware, have a sense of justice, and the ability to reason intellectually on moral issues. They respond to an invitation to look inside and discover for themselves what reality is. They are interested in unlocking the mind's secrets. Learning Anapana helps bridge the gap between intellectual understanding and the ability to act accordingly. For parents, too, it provides an opportunity for genuine spiritual instruction, free from religious pronouncements. Olwen Courses help them to understand the foundation, the moral code, and you do try to put it into practice, don't you? Like... It wouldn't come easy for you to take something off someone else. You wouldn't see the point. Stephanie. When you know the five promises, you try to not break them as much, like hurting other people's feelings, trying not to lie or deliberately standing on an insect. Steve. That in itself is a tremendous achievement because although she does religious education, it means nothing really. It's a subject at school, taught in its own peculiar way, and with its own particular dogma and goals. Kids just want to get their exams, the next step on the educational ladder. It doesn't really mean anything. Owen is a horticultural worker, Steve is a nurse, and Stephanie, age 15, studies at the local high school. In Conversation, the Smith family from Liverpool, UK. Lorraine Mitchell has worked as a helper on courses in India as well as in her native Australia. As an educator and a carer, I'm asked not to pressure children in any particular direction too much, to leave all choices open to the individual. It's unfortunate that this has led to a kind of paralysis on the part of guardians of children's education and an overwhelming sense of burden on our youth. As young, pliable minds, they are asking us to teach them how to close the doors to experiences which could harm themselves or others. Guiding children to find harmony cannot be dangerous. Rather, it is our human obligation to encourage young people to strive to live a harmonious and beneficial life. Difference a course makes can even take their teacher by surprise. The contrast was truly remarkable. This same class of 23 teenage rowdies who'd earlier put everyone on the train through torture, now are chatting quietly on the way home, offering their seats, being complimented by other passengers. Peter Baumann teaches secondary school students in southern Germany. He and his wife, Anita, are also children's course teachers. Wise heads on young shoulders. After a course, parents and teachers are hopeful that youngsters will continue to practice anapana regularly at home. In some cases, this does happen, but more often they return to meditation from time to time in response to particular situations or needs. What the experience of meditation has given anyone cannot easily be measured. It may just sow a good seed or nourish a sapling. It may encourage someone to take a full vipassana course when they feel ready, to learn how to purify the mind at a deeper level. This is like completing the job, adding a roof to the floor and walls of their meditation cabin. I first learned about this type of meditation from my aunt when I was nine years old. Since then I've come to many children's courses. Meditation has certainly affected the ways in which I approach life. I've learned to face situations where there is anger or frustration and say to myself, be calm, breathe. This type of attitude is in contrast to many of my friends and I hope they take notice of my responses and learn from them. The courses have been wonderful as I've met lots of new people, young and old, and enjoyed the countryside, something I don't see every day in the city. I do find, however, that meditation is more difficult at home, as neither of my parents do it. I try to meditate every other day and in situations of stress, like exams. By returning to the centre for these courses, I learn more and can therefore progress in my practice. I hope soon I will be able to complete a 10-day course and after university visit India and perhaps do a course there. Tracy Shipton, age 17, lives in London, working for a website company in her gap year before starting college. With parents' agreement, a young person can take a Vipassana course from the age of 16 Sarah Brightwell from Australia, who joined her first retreat at the exceptional age of 10, recalls the turning point. That day was probably the best day of the course. I was full of anger, meanness, unkindness, and wouldn't do anything I didn't want to do, and showed it all immensely. But late that same night, I realised that that was the day that all my negativities didn't like me anymore, and decided to go to someone else and then I suddenly felt happy. Kim Burgess, now at university, also took a 10-day course before her teens and has been practising ever since. It's difficult for me to imagine how different my life might have been without this tool of vipassana, as it has simply been an integral part of my life. Yet from an early age I remember looking for a point to life, wondering why we are here amidst so much misery, why joy was so short-lived. Vipassana provided the answers. It has given me a deep inner security and a self-dependence with the realisation that I can't blame anything on anyone else, but that I am solely responsible for the future. For Kamala Gedan, a girl of 17, in southern India. Vipassana helps ease troubled times. I used to pass through phases of depression, though for no obvious reason, and periods when I would grow rebellious. I still do sometimes, like most teenagers. But now I see that I don't waste as much time brooding or feeling lethargic as I used to. My outlook towards my student life has also changed. Known for my rebellious nature, I have certainly calmed down and become more optimistic. The practice of meditation will always help someone grow in Dhamma, but it may not be for everyone. A loving, respectful and supportive family environment enables youngsters to make their own wise choices. I've never felt that the goal of Stephanie's youth is to learn how to meditate. I've always felt that meditation is part and parcel of her Dhamma, a wholesome way of life. And every aspect of Stephanie's life is inundated with Dhamma because of us. The parents have such an important influence on a child that if we're doing it properly, she'll pick up so much that's positive that when she's able to choose for herself what style of life to lead, She's got every possibility of making an informed decision and a good choice. I just want her to see that in Vipassana there's something which we find tremendously valuable, the most important thing in our lives, and that she's allowed to grow up as normal as possible. We're honest with her. We're not playing any games. She knows that we want her to be her own person, and we're trying to help her. She's really got to come to it with her own free will, in her own time, and it might not necessarily be to meditate. In Conversation, The Smith Family, Liverpool, UK Toddlers to teenagers, parents also find they have plenty to learn from having children in the family. Being a parent is probably one of the most difficult and delicate jobs in our society. It requires infinite patience. To be a truly good parent, you must have infinite love with total detachment. Aren't these the qualities Dhamma teaches us? The arrival of your child is a perfect test for whether you have really cultivated these qualities in yourself through your meditation. First come those sleepless nights after your baby's birth. When my daughter was born, for weeks, I used to sleep three hours and sit two hours a day. Then come the tantrums, not to talk of the constant demands and total deprivation of any kind of freedom whatsoever. But worst of all is the attachment, the strong attachment you develop for your child. You have to watch yourself very carefully. See how many parents spoil or even destroy their children with their strong ego and attachment. My child should be like this, like that. Sachiko Whedon is a school proprietor from Japan. With all the changes which a little child brings along, I lost the rhythm of life which I'd adopted during pregnancy and didn't manage to meditate regularly anymore. I could feel how this affected me and made me weaker. So I was very happy to be able to sit my second 10-day course after one and a half years to recharge my battery. Susan Weber lives with her husband and baby daughter in Switzerland. Amala, a well-known Indian actress, also took a retreat while pregnant with her first child. Through pregnancy and delivery, I practiced the meditation, slowly discovering my inner strength, working out my negativities, and consciously radiating metta. I would have long communications of metta with the baby in my womb, welcoming it into the world and offering it my love. All this may sound silly, but every mother expecting a child has some profound experience regarding the new life growing inside her. When Akhil was born, he came with his eyes wide open and twinkling. Everyone commented on how peaceful he was. I would smile and say, he's a Dhamma baby. During the course, I strongly experienced the bond between Akhil and myself. Dhamma helped me understand that he does not belong to me. I am only his caretaker, his guide. He's four and a half now. He's always let me meditate morning and evening without disturbance. At the most, he comes quietly into the room and lays his head on my lap till I finish or whispered what he has to in my ear and I whisper back with my eyes closed. Sometimes, when he is terribly cranky as four-year-olds do get, I tell him he can quickly be happy if he watches his breath. He closes his eyes for a few seconds and then runs away, happy. He may not consciously be doing what I say, but at least he understands that it's a choice to be unhappy or happy. He also understands the importance of silence. My need to do more courses, going away for ten days at a time, he accepts without any questions. The separations have made him wiser and more independent than most children his age. With anger and impatience reducing through vipassana and the power of metta, each day is a wonder and a joy for a mother and dumber baby. Steve Ran is a builder and Gabrielle is an acupuncturist. They met in Australia, moved to rural Wales, then settled in England to bring up their family. It's such an invaluable blessing having children. The mind is right there on the surface, but habit-wise they're much like adults. It's fascinating to see how two boys with the same background can be so different, how their separate qualities are developed or quashed in different environments, and that places a responsibility on us. Dhamma is something to share as a family, with friends and in our working lives. Knowing others who meditate and who are just regular people having a fun time is important for the children. When they are older and having to deal with things like alcohol and drugs, if they know people who don't use those things, it won't seem so weird. The children have helped me become more compassionate and patient with them and with adults too. They've been such great teachers to us. In Conversation The Rand family, Hereford, UK. Another way to grow. It is challenging at first, but nevertheless enjoyable. It's good to look at oneself. Many people have different views about meditation. They think it's a waste of time. But if you do it sincerely, you will always be good-natured, honest and trustworthy and you'll become a favorite with everyone. Post-course feedback with young people. In India, until recently, meditation was associated with old age and retirement from active life. But now college students are the majority group attending Vipassana courses, and a center has even been established on one college campus. Though meditation is not as yet a mainstream activity in the West, the programme of young people's courses is expanding with very encouraging results. Schools are beset with increasing numbers of children with behavioural difficulties and attention deficit disorders. Anapana meditation has enormous potential for improving this situation, and as the benefits for youngsters of all ages become more widely known, interest will certainly spread. Much that is offered to young people today is based on materialism and instant gratification of desires. Through meditation, the young learn a different approach, a way of looking inside to resolve their problems. With the compass of meditation in their hands, they find a path that leads to their own happiness and the happiness of others.
0: Find this and many more podcasts at Pariyati, a nonprofit publisher who offers written, audio, and video content and whose mission is to enrich the world by disseminating the words of the Buddha, providing sustenance for the seeker's journey, and illuminating the meditator's path. For more information, please go to www.pariyatti.org that's pariyatti.org for more information about vipassana meditation please visit www.dhamma.org that's dhamma.org